0: Shine 104.9, I'm Darren Potzer. grateful for your company this evening. And we're going to learn a little bit more this evening about a missionary project happening in the country of Peru. I'm grateful to be joined in studio now by one of my personal heroes. He's kind of a 007, kind of a missionary, but a native of Washington State, Paul Opp. He's the president and founder of a ministry called People of Peru Project. That's a lot of peas. Uh, Paul, welcome. Tell us a little bit more about your project.
1: Well, thank you, Darren. It's really, really good to be here. People Approve Project started in March of 2000 when I went to the middle of the Amazon jungle with the Upper Columbia Academy school group. Went along with my daughter to have a father-daughter missionary experience. I just saw overwhelming poverty, a lot of suffering, a lot of children that were unattended that needed assistance. You know, just it just captured my heart, and I knew that I couldn't change the whole world, but maybe could impact a few lives, so I started going back by myself, and uh, after about four years of many trips back and forth and developing some relationships with specific families and communities there, uh, I just knew that it's something I had to do full-time, and that's how it started. So, Paul, tell
0: us a little bit more about Peru. When you look out your window in the Amazon region, really, right, how's that different than what we see when we look out our windows here in Spokane each day?
1: Well, Iquitos is right at the headwaters of the Amazon River. It's the largest city on earth that has no roads leading to it. So when I go to Iquitos, I either have to go four and a half days by boat on the Amazon River or a commercial flight for an hour and a half from Lima to get to the, the largest city on earth that has no roads leading to it. And Population again? Um, over a half million, about three quarters of a million almost now. We live out on the edge of town. Our compound and our, and our crisis center, our orphanage, is in a small community out on the edge of town. So when we look out our window, we're looking at uh, tropical rainforest. We're looking at uh, the fruit trees and, and the vegetation that you would see in a tropical climate. It's flat. You know, people always ask about the elevation in Peru, but really that's at the other end of the country, in the Andes. So we're about we're, we're 1,000 about feet elevation, a little bit less and it is tropical rainforest. Two seasons, it's it's either hot and humid or more hot and more humid. <laughs>
0: so have you actually floated on the Amazon River?
1: Oh, yeah. The piranhas, oh, and anacondas, a lot of anacondas, yeah. I have got pictures of me holding a 21-foot anaconda. Well, myself and about four other guys because it weighed 300 pounds.
0: Oh, my word. We'll learn more with Paul Opp. Grateful to have him in studio tonight. You're listening to Spokane's Shine 1049. Shine 104.9, I'm Darren Potts. We're grateful for your company this evening and have a guest in studio. He's a missionary from the country of Peru, but he's actually a native Washingtonian. Paul Opp, learning just a little bit more about his people of Peru ministry this evening. Paul, share with us a little bit about what you were doing a number of years ago when God put on your heart this call to serve the people in a humanitarian way in the jungles of the Amazon down in Peru.
1: Well, at the time, I had a logging company north of Spokane It was uh, certainly providing an income for the family, putting my kids through school and doing what, what work needs to do. But I had the opportunity to go to Peru, to the Amazon with my daughter with a school-sponsored trip, and I uh, just thought that'd be a neat opportunity to do something together like that, so I went. And before I went, I had one prayer, and and it had two parts. I said, Lord, you know, make this more than a glorified vacation. I want to do something that matters, that makes a difference. And if if I can just influence or inspire or encourage one soul for you while I'm there, and so that happened on that first trip, and it was an answer to that prayer. So I started going back. That was in March of 2000. 2002, I found two little girls whose mother had died. They were six and eight years old when their mom died. They'd been living on the streets for two years when I found them and uh, ended up buying a house, putting a family in there to take care of them. They cared for them uh, for another year and a half or so until I got down there full-time and then I actually adopted them. Incredible
0: story. So you went from being a successful businessman here in Spokane as a logger to be taking on families that were on the streets of Peru. Fast forward almost 20 years later, what does People of Peru project look like today?
1: Well we have a uh, crisis center for abandoned and abused girls, an orphanage. We have had hundreds of girls that have come to us with um, from circumstances that are, you know literally beyond description on air. Uh, some kids that, um, you know, horrific things had happened to early in their life. and just abandonment, uh, extreme poverty, all needed help. So we have this crisis center for abandoned and abused girls. Uh, We have a free medical and dental facility for impoverished families. We do free dental work um, five days a week out of our clinic. Then we have educational programs now that have taken impoverished children all the way through the university. These are kids that may not have even been able to attend high school. Little footnote there, I referenced those first kids that I helped in uh, March of 2000 and 2001, that was a 13 year old girl and a seven year old boy in the same family living outside the city in the slums. And uh, just a great kids, great family, but very, very poor because of some circumstances beyond their control. And uh, fast forward today, we educated those kids. And that little 13 year old girl is now a child psychologist, uh, has her master's in business, in business administration, and, and she's the executive director of our organization, has been in charge down there now for four and a half years. And her little brother is our dentist and in charge of our dental program, doing free dentistry for the very people in the community where he was raised.
0: We're hearing from Paul Opp, who founded a ministry called People of Peru Project. He's a Washingtonian, lives here in our own state, but travels down to Peru for good portions of each year. We'll hear more from him in just a few moments. You're listening to Spokane's Shine 104.9. Shine1049, I'm Darren Potzer, and grateful for your company this evening. In studio with me, I have one of my personal heroes, kind of a 007, kind of a missionary, loves to ride motorcycles. He's taken on a ministry in Peru and serves the underprivileged in a humanitarian way after having gone on a mission trip and experienced the need firsthand. So, Iquitos, Peru, it's down in the Amazon region, very poor where do these kids come from that you bring into your orphanage?
1: Oh, they can come from the uh, villages uh, up the river many, many hours. They can come from a community right next door to us. I've had lots of people visit down there and they say, "Oh, show us the nice part of town, but it's not like that there. You could have somebody with extreme wealth and the next door neighbor is somebody that's living in a in a wooden shack with a, with a thatched roof and a dirt floor. The floodplains down below the city, the worst poverty-stricken area, as the Amazon rises every year from the melting of the glaciers during the hot time of the year, that whole city, tens of thousands of people, their homes are flooded, the The lower levels, the houses have to either be up on stilts or floating houses on logs, or else they simply have to move out of the lower level. Open sewages, so when the water covers those open sewage ditches, tremendous amount of uh, contamination, waterborne illnesses, it's, it's pretty bleak at times, but uh, we have seen God do some amazing things in the lives of young people, of families, uh, parents who'd just hanging on by a thread no no government funding it would be nice if there was but uh, our our funding has come for 20 years from people who have heard our story people that have been involved people that have come to visit or maybe volunteers and it's, when I put the need out there people just have responded and it's it's really mind blowing i got to tell you
0: Paul Opp, missionary from Washington State down in the jungles of Peru in Iquitos. If you'd like to learn more about his ministry, visit his website. It's peopleofperu.org. That's peopleofperu.org. Also on Facebook. Or of course, we can put you in touch if you communicate with us through our website here at Shine1049. More with Paul in just a few moments. Shine 104.9, in studio this evening, we're learning a little bit more about a ministry in the jungles, the Amazonian region of Peru in Iquitos, Peru from missionary Paul Opp from our own state here in Washington. Paul, years ago, Shine 104.9 was partnered with you and one of our fundraisers met our goal early. And so there was a neat story that happened that tied in with your ministry down in Peru. Can you share that story of Olga and Sarah?
1: Yeah, incredible. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, A young mother came to our door, horribly uh, impoverished with a little two-year-old girl, um, Sarah, and she asked for our help. And I tell you, this this was really toward the beginning of our ministry and our resources were just nil. We listened to her story and it was horrific, the circumstance that she was in. And I said I want to help you. And I said just as soon as God provides that help, uh, I'm going to come find you. And that night I, I went to sleep. The next morning I got up and I had about six or seven emails with bold type saying, you know, call, call the studio in Spokane. Call, you need to call. So I did, and and that was the reality. You had reached your goal early, and this overflow. Uh, part of that was going to go to us. And so the reality of it is that the listeners to your radio station here in Spokane were meeting the needs of this young mother and this uh, little girl before we even knew that there was need. And the very next morning, we went straight to that community and found her and said, God has provided for you guys even before we knew we needed it. And so we took her into uh, our, our facility then because essentially we had some some sponsorship to, to provide for them. Uh, we had them there for years as uh, Olga got her education, as Sarah started to grow up and finally went away to, to kindergarten in the early years. Food and shelter, yes, living in our facility, our residential care, uh, all the life skills, everything they needed. And Olga finally got through some technical trade schools. Uh, had the ability to provide for herself, and you know, we built her a house with one of the volunteer groups that came, and that was kind of that graduation process. So she got her house for her and her daughter, and um, has been supporting herself ever since. Now, Sarah, of course, was is you know very dear to my heart. She's the daughter. Yeah, she's the How daughter. How old was she when she initially oh, she came? She was two, and now she's uh, sixteen and uh, finishing up with high school and of course she's not just been on our radar she's been part of our people of Prue project family uh, we have hundreds of girls like that now who've graduated through our facility but stay in touch with us uh like family and so uh, sarah will start the university soon and we will again pick up our sponsorship and help her finish that educational process that we started years and years ago with her so it's just been amazing Something Shine
0: listeners did years ago to bless the ministry of People Peru and impact and change the lives in the course of Olga and little Sarah's life. Shine listeners, super exciting story. This is Paul Opp joining me in studio this evening from the jungles of Peru. The ministry, if you'd like to learn more, if you'd like to support them financially, it's called the People of Peru Project, and you can find them on their website, peopleofperu.org. Also could find them on Facebook, but check it out, peopleofperu.org. Or of course, we can put you in touch if you communicate with us through our website here at Shine1049. More with Paul in just a few moments. Shine 1049, Darren Potzer, and in studio this evening, I'm grateful to have a missionary from the jungles of Peru. He's actually a Washington native, but years ago felt God's call on his heart to go on a mission trip to Peru. And from that, has built up a ministry called the People of Peru Project. You can find more about them on the website peopleofPeru.org. But he's here in Spokane in studio with us this evening. Paul kind of Wrapping up our interview time this evening. First of all, maybe share about what's going on down in Peru during the the COVID, how that impacts your ministry in the jungles and the Amazon region down there.
1: Yeah, it's it's been uh, devastating to say the least. You know, we had ten, uh, we had twelve volunteer groups lined up to come this year. Most of them were medical, dental. Two of them made it, and then the last ten had to cancel because they closed the country. And I, I got out of there twenty four hours before the. Uh, before the country closed by changing my flight. And it's probably a good thing because people were stuck there for three months. But our city got absolutely decimated. The hospital systems collapsed. We had 13 physicians in our city alone that died. Mm. We, at one time, we had 128 healthcare workers that had tested positive. The hospitals, there was no oxygen. There was no medicine. There was no medical care. People couldn't. So if there was any other kind of medical emergency, there was nowhere to go. It was horrible the military came in and the police they shut down the entire city allowed just a couple hours a day to go out for shopping but the but the irony of that is uh, we work with tens of thousands of impoverished people if they don't work today they don't have money today to buy food for today so to go out for 2 hours a day to buy food was pointless they had no money and after a few weeks of this, uh, white flags started appearing, hanging on the out. People were hanging these white flags outside their houses to show that they had no food. And we kicked into gear, and we fed 1,200 families for about three to four days, but, you know, food runs out. <laughs> it didn't last forever. And so that was our first big push, and as I was raising some funds back here in the States to send down to kind of pivot to meet an immediate need, starving people— um, then uh, we got some money down there, a substantial amount of money through the generosity of, of our supporters, and the banks closed. They couldn't get to the money. So it was there. And then the, supp- the food supply line ran out and closed. And so we were several weeks just really uh, jockeying around trying to get in a position to help people. And finally, when things uh, opened up with the bank, we could get some money out and we had some food suppliers lined up and we filled our warehouse with food for 6,000 people. Mm. And our full-time staff down there, we have 14 full-time staff between the uh, crisis center for our abandoned abused girls and our medical program and, and translators and administrators. That staff took on a whole new job description, and it was the, uh, the portioning and, and bagging and preparing these food bags for families. And they're in the process now of uh, they're getting to the end of that that quantity of food that we have to feed 6,000 people. So this is an ongoing project. I mean, we're raising Mm. money every day to send down there. There are literally people who have no food. When the hospitals collapsed, the morgues filled up. There was nobody to take care of these bodies. Mm. They were wrapping uh, these deceased COVID victims in garbage bags and taking them to a mass grave on the outskirts Mm. of town. Shine 104.9. This is a special
0: guest interview with missionary Paul Opp. He's a native from Washington, and he has spent the last 15, 20 years of his life down in the Amazonian jungle region of Iquitos, Peru. We'll wrap up with him in just a few moments. You're listening to Spokane Shine 104.9. Shine 104.9, I'm Darren Potzer. grateful for your company this evening. Wrapping up now with a missionary guest we've had in studio, been learning more about the country of Peru, the Amazon region down in the jungles and the river region down in Iquitos, Peru. Paul Opp has been my guest. Paul, share your final words about this wonderful ministry, this humanitarian work that you're doing down in the Amazon region of Peru.
1: Well, I love to travel and speak Uh, When I'm here in the states, and whether that's at a church or a school or for medical groups, civic organizations doesn't matter. So, you know, if if somebody would like to hear some more stories about the Amazon, I would love to come and share that with you. Just uh, you can contact us in that same way. But but here's here's the message uh, that I've learned on a very personal level, and I think it applies to all of us. And that is that when God compels you to do something then the outcome of that will, in my case, it was beyond my wildest expectations. I had no idea that my life would change simply because I I yielded to that prompting. And I would just encourage people out there, if God has prompted you to engage in something for the people in your community, the people in your own church family, the people in your own backyard, then say yes, because what God has in store for you is likely something that you've never ever dreamed of. Now, some of us are called to foreign missions. Some of us are called to other parts of the country. Some of us are called to career changes. But the reality of it is all of us are called. And I would just encourage any listener out there who's been on the fence about some project, listen, it's never about the money. God's not having financial trouble. The only financial trouble that God has ever had is getting some of his resources out of some of our pockets. That's really the only problem. And so if God is compelling you to do something, you know, as a businessman for many, many years, I would have never asked my workers, I would have never asked my staff to go out and do something for my company if I didn't provide him the resources to do it. And God never compels us to do anything without knowing that those resources are either sitting right there in front of us or waiting in the wings but he knows when we need them and uh, people say well you know i feel led but i don't really know and okay well here's a clue you got to stand up you got to put one foot in front of the other because god can't lead a stationary object mm-hmm. if you want to be led take those first steps and uh, believe me the directions will come
0: powerful testimony from missionary paul op if you'd like to be in touch with him, contact our station, shine1049.org, or of course, visit his website, peopleofperu.org. That's peopleofperu.org. Thank you so much, Paul, for inspiring us with these mission stories from Peru. You're listening to Spokane's Shine 1049.